Okay, welcome to Seminole Sideline 365. You've got Bruce here, and you've got Sea Dog over on the other side over there. And welcome, welcome uh, to our first annual, first ever on Seminole Sideline, fully dedicated basketball Basketball show. Episode, right? First episode. And C-Dog is our basketball analyst. He's joined our staff here at Seminole Sideline 365. C-Dog, welcome to our staff, buddy. And we're glad to have you. KB and and I are glad to have you. Are you ready for this, buddy? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank thank you for bringing me on. Yeah. Now, C-Dog, you know, you say, C-Dog, what the hell is that? Well, actually, I refer to it and he refers to it kind of like, his first name, you know, his first name is Christian. So he goes by Sea Dog, but he's also quite a fisherman, this guy. Also, he's played, I think, almost any sport you can think of basketball. He goes to one of the biggest basketball schools there in uh, Northern Virginia. He's a big football fan. He plays football, he's run track. This guy, this guy's done done a lot of of things, you know, in his life. But fishing is one of his real passions, and he's a golfer. He's a golfer, and uh, I played golf with him a couple times. It's amazing what he does with a golf ball. Am I pretty much telling it right, Christian? Yeah, that's that's the life story right there. Okay, and and you love sports. You love sports, right? Yeah, sports connoisseur. Okay, done it all. Done it all. Okay, that's great. Okay, let's get right into it. Okay, people don't really care about your damn background. What they care about is this this basketball team. That's what they care about. And I, look at what I'm wearing. Can you see my shirt? Yeah. What's that say? 2012 ACC tournament champs. Yeah. It's probably the last time we actually uh, did anything yeah. special in basketball. In 2012, we win it all in the ACC. It was one of the best teams in the history of the program. Now, we had the COVID year, which we got robbed of a championship. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the question is, Christian, and you're you're gonna you're gonna run the gamut here a little bit, is is it this is the we've had the rise and now a dramatic fall of the program. And and we're gonna cover that for our viewers and our fans tonight. And we're glad everybody's tuning in. And we hope you do. Because let me say this before you get started, Christian. The problem, the problem is this is a football school, and it used to be a pretty good basketball school, but all of a sudden now the fan base, and I'm gonna say this, and some fans may get annoyed with me, but they get annoyed with me anyways, like KB. If he was here, he'd be annoyed with me. The fans aren't showing up. They're not following the support. They're not following it. Maybe nobody will even listen to this broadcast. I don't know. We don't know that. We don't care because we're going to do the broadcast anyways, and we're going to do it the way we see it. Because if you're a Florida State fan, how can you just support football and you don't support all the other sports there? Because I know those FSU fans are out there, and I'm one of them. I'm one of them, okay? There's a lot of sports at Florida State, and the women's basketball team is exceptional. We're not going to spend any time really on that. That's a different story. But the soccer programs, the baseball programs, the track program, they're all exceptional programs. We're focused tonight on men's basketball, and we hope the fans will 
come to this program when we do a dedicated show on men's basketball. And we're going to do that. This isn't a one-off. This is going to be a steady dose of basketball. So, Christian, what do you think is going on with this program? Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. As we got on the screen here, uh, just the ACC standings for this year. I mean, normally this is a conference run by Duke, North Carolina, Blue Blood teams like that. This year couldn't be any different. Um, ACC is really up for grabs by anyone, and we are definitely not taking advantage of that. So I want to start off with our last two games, which are both ACC opponents, uh, starting off with Wake Forest. So we had we lost by 15, 75 to 90, which is a lot of points to give up in a college basketball game. I watched that game too. Yeah. So I mean, I can say this: like Wake is nine and zero at home. So I don't know if their home crowd just is that like big of an advantage for them. But I mean, well, they're like weren't they overall like twelve and two or something? Uh, twelve and five now. Okay. So I mean, again, not a bad team, but a team we should normally compete with going off of normally being a decent basketball school and competing with every other FSU sport that's out there. So, yeah, going into this game here, what I've noted, the game trends for basically the whole season, uh, Matt Cleveland, one of our guards, sophomore guard, he's led probably led scoring in close to 75% of our games. And normally when that happens, it's you're putting up at least 20, maybe 25 points a game and really putting this team on your back. The problem is he's putting up 14 points a game. That's his average this year. So, I mean, we can't have – like, I'm not yeah, – there we go right there, 14.7 points a game. Also reading the team in rebounds. Our problem is, I think right now, offensively at least, is we run too, too high of a guard-heavy offense. We run a four-guard, one-forward offense right now, and we're getting no production from our big men and not enough production out of our guards for a four-guard offense. So if we go into it, I mean, so Matt Cleveland, this game, 19 points, uh, tied for the highest scorer with Caleb Mills, who's definitely probably – And you're high. talking about the Wake Forest game, yeah, this not is the solo, UVA game. Yeah. No, this is solely the Wake Forest game right now. Um, so both put up 19 points, which can't complain about that. I mean, putting up 75 points in a game should win you most college basketball games. But the problem is that we just allow way too many points, especially points in the paint, because we don't have the big men we need. Um, another thing coming in this game, uh, first game back for Baba Miller, which 16-game suspension, finally get him back thinking he's the spark we need. Um, and he only puts up four points in this game, which he only played 17 minutes. But – should we, we, we should we have expected more out of him coming off for his first game? He's going to be nervous. He's never I played. Mean, he's yeah. never played in an NCAA basketball game before. Yeah, I, I'd say like coming back, like we were definitely keeping him back a little bit by only giving him 17 minutes. But he brings the wow factor we need on this team. I mean, he's projected to go like, oh, big first round NBA type dick guy. And we need him to play like it. So, I mean, we need – what, what we need most is big men production, and that's what we're not getting right now. Hopefully the next few games we can get that from him. Um, I just saw today, so he didn't play today. Uh, we'll get into that later. But um, so from Baba, we haven't seen much, but we're hoping to see more soon because we really – we just need a big man that we can rely on. Um, uh, Green also has 12 points in this game. So, again, scoring was not a problem for us. We shot over 50% from the field. Um, 
almost 40% from three. So, I mean, offensively, really not too bad. Um, but, I mean, Wake Forest just absolutely destroyed us. They shot uh, 56% from the field, over 50% from three, which is just absurd. You Like, 50% from three just can't happen if you want to win games. Um, also, they had 21 free throw attempts, which points off fouls is crucial at all times. So, I mean, we have to limit our fouls and stuff like that, too. Um, and their starters, we could just not stop. If you look at their starters, except for one, uh, Marsh, he had zero points, but I think he went out earlier, early on, uh, only played 15 minutes, as you can see on the screen. Their starters went 22, 23, 22, and 16. So, I mean, their whole starting offense just seemed to be scoring at will on us, and they were spreading the ball around fine. Um, so, yeah, overall, we just – we need a defense and we need big men. Well, we let, me, let, me, let me ask you this, why we're still focused on this Wake Forest game and not the UVA game, which we'll get to. Yes. Is Coach Hamilton's D, Coach Hamilton has been known for his relentless and shut down defense. Okay. Over the years, that has been his trademark. You mentioned, you mentioned that. Wake Forest was scoring at will. What is going on with that then? I think it's simply just their guard. So, as I said, we're almost an entirely guard-dominant team. I think it's just uh, like our guards just can't stand up to the starting guards of the rest of the ACC, which is one of the most dominant basketball conferences. Um, but even this game, Wake Forest should not be like – it shouldn't be like that for them. It, absolutely absurd that that can happen so I, I like I don't get if it's like like the players we have are good like Matt Cleveland I'll get to him later was a five-star coming out of high school so it's not like we don't have the good players to do it I don't know if it's just the like other ACC players are just so much better than us at this point or what it is but it, like we are just letting people blow by us especially their starting five okay so, so so what I think there's been a huge drop off in the defense this year. Yes, okay. There's been a huge drop off and I'll give you, I'll give you a, a statistic here that this is prior to the game today. Okay. This is prior to the game today against UVA in scoring defense, scoring defense nationally. We aren't ranked in the top 50. I, okay. I can no, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. We aren't ranked in the top hundred. We're ranked number three oh one in scoring yeah. defense, holding the other team. That is horrible. Uh, that's what like we are. If you look at that side, in comparison, we're looking at teams like Alcorn, Florida A and M, like just teams that you would have no business competing with Florida State and basketball. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, Alcorn is 302. We're 301. Alcorn's 302. Florida A&M's 303. Louisville, 307, which surprises me. That program is on a downward trend. And Georgetown. Now, back in my day, Georgetown with Patrick Ewing, you know, of the NBA legend, and a lot of good basketball players went from Georgetown to the NBA. They're ranked 335th. Yeah, well, uh, I think I guess Ewing was a better player than a coach. Yeah, so, that's true too. So, that's yeah. true too. But yeah, no, it's absolutely absurd. 
and I'll get to our offensive ranking here in a second, but I mean, both sides of the ball is not producing. And it's not even like, like you could relate it like normally to like, it's like, oh, it's like a big 12 football type thing. Like, oh, they only score, but they only play defense. But right now we can't do anything. Do you think the defense is bad, not because of the guards, but because you don't have any strong forwards and a real pivotal center on this team? Well, that's definitely needed on both sides of the ball. But, I mean, you look at players that are scoring on, like, even like, so shooting 54% from three, you have to blame that on the guards. Like, you have to. Uh, but, I mean, points in the paint kill us, too. Like, we, we just have such a bad defense all around. There, You can point out a single spot that needs the most work. Now, you I, tell me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. When I was watching the Wake Forest game the other night, Baba Miller, when he was in the game, he's 6'10", 6'11". That's what he's listed. He's listed as 6'11". Okay, big wingspan. He was playing more outside. He wasn't playing down in the paint like a big man would. What what's up with that? Um, I, I would say like I've noticed in a lot of teams this year is like they're getting it's just a more modern type of game outside. Like mo, like you look at most big men now, um, just from around like high school games I've seen, and then up in he moved. So Hunter Dickinson, who plays for Michigan now. He, the biggest thing I saw, so I saw him play in high school a lot. He was in the same conference as us. And um, he turned from just an inside stick it out in the post dude to a excellent three-point shooter. So if you can add that threat, which I think Florida State's trying to mix it up a little bit is what they're trying to do, um, a Baba maybe shooting from the outside. If you can add that threat, it opens up the game so much for you. It just opens up your offense as a whole. So I think may, maybe that's like the game plan because nothing else is working. But um, mm-hmm. honestly, it doesn't make any sense to me because the biggest thing we need right now is a big man. Just yeah, because the, the bottom line is the bottom line is you have to go by the statistics. You have to go by the numbers. Once once the, you played several, they've played 17 games at this point. Today was the 18th game. Yeah. At this point, you have to look at what the hell is going on. Yeah. So that takes us into the UVA game today. All right, so the UVA game, what was the score today? Uh, so 67-58, which a nine-point Yeah, deficit. I tweeted out on that. I watched this game too. Yeah, go ahead. A nine-point deficit, I honestly expected worse seeing what we've done to other teams this season. Um, but that but, only got close at the end of the game. They yeah. were down by 15, 16 points at a time. Yeah, well, it was not a pretty game once again. But, um, yeah, definitely we were down eight at halftime. And um, first of 13 uh, UVA team, I mean, they personally, seeing what else they've done in the year, they had a horrible game. Uh, they shot 45% from the field, 50% from three once again. That, that That is what really bothers me about our team is, like, we give up so many just easy three-pointers. Teams is that – is that – is uh, I wonder what the average – for the season has been on giving up three points. I don't the know. Last, the last few games especially, it's just like – to have multiple 50% games like that allowed is just crazy in my head. Um, but as we see in this game, we actually do have some big man production in this game. Uh, as I can see, our forward, Corhen, leading scorer for this game. That that makes me a little makes me a little happier than normal because we have not seen any big man production this year. Um but again, so Cleveland has double digits, as I've seen every game. Mills has 14. 
I heard I heard on Max Cleveland there that was the first double double double, right? Yeah. That a Florida State basketball player's had in 50 years? Is that possible? I I did not see that stat, but I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> no, I heard a guy on TV say that. I I, I was amazed by that. I, I would be very surprised if that was true. I would say because, like, I mean, just in the past few years, we've had some very good players come through Florida State. I mean, oh, absolutely. Now, if a fan out there knows that, one of our viewers, put it in as a comment when yeah. you see this program. Now, this program is being pre-recorded; it's not live. We will have live basketball programs. But if, if you guys disagree with anything we're saying, if you have a comment, you can clarify anything, put it in the comments. C-Dog and I want to see those comments. Yeah, please leave a comment. Um, but again, zero bench production from Florida State. We have six points coming off the bench. So, I mean, like, another thing, too, is just, like, our dudes are getting tired. Like, most teams can go, like, at least seven, eight deep. Like we, we literally have our starting five, maybe four guys. That well, you know, Sea Dog, this is unusual for a Coach Ham team as well, and it yeah. tells me that there's problems on this team because he doesn't have the proven depth to put on the court. He's used to. He was known for. Oh, here comes five more guys off the bench, and he and and Florida State would wear down their opponents who only go like seven or eight deep. And yeah. that's not happening, as you just said. Yeah, and we we, alone, we barely have a starting five. Like, as you can see, uh, like four points as a starter is just not something we want to see. So, I mean, for this game, I would just say, again, always, like it's almost the same as Wake Forest, letting way too many threes up. Um, I will say the fouling got a lot better this game. We only gave up three free throws this game. So that was a great aspect. Three but for I mean, the entire game? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we got 14 shots as a team. So, I mean, um, I mean, it wasn't a horrible, horrible game. But, I mean, we, we just – something's got to turn around. Well, it's a horrible game because you lost another game. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, mean, I mean, we're now – okay, let me update because I had these earlier. We're now 5 and 13. Five and thirteen, and three and four in a conference. Now, I will say this: I will give Coach Ham and this team some credit that they're five and thirteen overall, which means they lost a number of non-conference games up front, which they should have won. Because I remember monitoring that schedule; it was unbelievable. Because that's where you make you should be getting some wins, and they were not getting wins, and that was a very bad sign. But being three, they came into this game against Virginia, a uh, three and three. And I and thought that I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe when I checked it and it said three and three in the ACC. Actually, they're in middle of the pack at three and three. Now they're three and four. They had their, their, they were above. I don't know what these teams did today. They were above BC. They were above Virginia Tech. Who is one in five in ACC? Notre Dame, one in five in the ACC. That's another program headed down, and I don't get it. They used to have a very strong program. Yeah, they, they've been on the they've been on the downhill for a few years now. Okay, well, I mean, uh, the thing that really gave me hope coming into ACC play when our out of conference play was very disappointing was we start off, I think, two and one in ACC play. We were top fourth of the ACC. I couldn't ACC. believe it. Yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe this will turn the year around. But at this point, 
our odds of even making the tournament are extremely low. No, there are no odds. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament unless they win the ACC tournament. And yeah. who the hell is going to take that bet online? That's not no. going to happen. And they're not going to make an NIT. I don't even know. Do they have an NIT anymore? They, they used no, to call it the NIT. No one cares. They're not going to make that. They're not going to make any tournament. They, they, yeah. They're not playing at a level that you tell me if I'm wrong. They're not playing at a level to get anybody's attention. They're also ahead of Georgia Tech, one and five coming in today. And also uh, Louisville was 0 and 6. Going forward, going forward, it seems to me, Florida State must must beat these lower tier teams to get to a decent record. If they could even get to 500 in the ACC, that would be a major accomplishment. What do you think? Uh, I couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, as you said, tournament hopes are almost out of it. So you just have to focus on just overall improvement because what we're doing right now is just ain't working at all. So I mean. Yeah, this year, this year now is a development year going yeah. into next season, which will be the subject of a future show, not tonight, you know. But, you know, a couple other things. The scoring differential, scoring differential between what you're scoring and what you're giving up, I think that's a key number in most sports. In football, it's what? The turnover margin, right? Yes. Yeah. In, in in baseball or softball, it's basically scoring against what you're giving up, okay? And like my softball team that I play on, our differential is minus four. We're giving up more runs than we're scoring. Now, the, the Seminoles, the Seminoles are ranked nationally number 312. Again, minus five, minus five after 17 games on that statistic. They're going to be even more than that now because of the loss to UVA. Don't you think that those are really big flags about where this program is right now? Yeah, and I'd say the biggest thing, too, so I want to go into more overall statistics. Go ahead. Um, is like normally – so normally like big conference teams like ACC, Big Ten, SEC teams like that, your out-of-conference schedule at the beginning of the year is normally so bad – that your um, what yeah. you average, what you average scoring wise versus what you average defensively is always above what you average offensively. So you're always on the positive side of that. Florida State messed up so bad this year, and even they're out of conference. That our uh, scoring average is so much less than our defensive giving up average. Which it, yeah, like, look who, look who they played. Look at yeah. look at this. Uh, As you can they, see on the schedule, Stetson. So yeah. I mean, we lost to like they lost the, the first four, four games. games. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, and like, so you look at our national. So we we're talking about how bad our defensive averages were nationally for scoring. We're two hundred thirty eighth in the country. There's only there's like three yeah three hundred fifty eight D Division one basketball teams. So we are on the bottom third of scoring and defense. Worse defense than. Um, offense but i mean i don't think i don't think there's any statistics nationally that we're in the top 200 on i don't think so either i mean that that that's that is not a good sign for the program not for the program yeah and i i just want to compare this to past years just not even those rankings but just what we've produced in the past few years so Going back to 2020, 2021, as you said, we were robbed of the ACC championship pretty much. 
we finished at 14th in the nation. Yeah, let's remind people that during that COVID year, that's when the ACC tournament, which we were going to be ranked number one going in there, we had a great team. They said, no, we're going to shut it down and award. I don't think they – did they award us the championship? I thought they did. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to remember Uh, if if a fan knows that, let us know. I think, no, they awarded us the ACC championship without playing a game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but as you can see on the screen, finishing at the top of the ACC in 2020 and 2021 was a big achievement for a school that's, as you said earlier, a football school versus anything else. That's one year ago. Yeah, so that was a star-studded Florida State basketball team. I remember guys like Bacon and guys like that absolutely lit up uh, and just had – big upset wins throughout the year, improved ourselves and stuff like that. You know, Dwayne, Dwayne Bacon, I think he's playing over in Europe now. I'm not sure. I think he is. I think he is. If anyone knows. Drop us a line. Um, And then even last year, so 2021, 2022 season, 17 and 14, 10 and 10 ACC play. So still a winning record for Coach Ham. I mean, nothing to brag about. Um, especially in ACC play, but at least making it to the 500 mark. And so they lost 14 games. And now we're in 2022, 2023. And now we're at where we are right now, five and 12. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What the hell are we to think other than I'm going to say it. Is Coach Ham on the bubble? Is Coach Ham on the bubble given what you see at this point? And now his overall performance at Florida State, he's been here a lot of years. This 20, I think 20th or 21st year. And he just Um, created a milestone, right? Yeah. So milestone he just hit, he hit. Six hundred. Six hundred. So six hundred. I read today too when I was doing some research. He actually his contract's been extended through the twenty twenty four season. He got a one year extension earlier this year. Um. So I mean, as as much as you could say, like, oh, Coach Ham needs to go. I don't think this year alone will have FSU make that move. I think he gets at least one more year to prove himself. Because I mean, I mean, if you look at his accolades and what he's done previously, it, it, he's kind of a hard coach to pass up. So yeah, as you said, getting to win six hundred. He's, he's like seventy years old now. Seventy six, I think. Like, he's he seventy six years old. So let me ask you this: You're a young basketball player. You're a young athlete. Are you going to be? Do you want to come and be with a coach who's seventy six years old? How I mean, many? basketball, basketball, personally, I don't think age means that. Like, look at Mike Chesky. He was, I don't even know how old he was, but he was, he was really old. Yeah, he but was, he's winning championships. I, he, I think he, he's constantly, uh, you know, uh, winning. Uh, he's constantly in the big dance. He's yes. constantly taking his team to the top. He's constantly putting guys into the pros. Now, I guess we could argue Coach Ham has done that. He's put guys into pros, but you know, we haven't been to the tournament now in a few years. Yeah. We missed out last year. Um, 
But I think I think if you I, I think the kind of people we attract is the we don't we don't get the big time recruits. I mean, that's just how how it's been. Why don't we? Because we're just not a powerhouse anymore, or we were ne- we really weren't a, never a powerhouse. But I mean, isn't that a reason to bring in a younger uh, a younger coach who has some good experiences on his record who can take this program in a different direction? I just think we're too. I think we were, we're worried we have too much to lose. Because I mean, you uh, you look at Coach Ham, and so as you, as you said, are six hundred wins that puts him in a class like no other when it comes to coaching. yeah. But Bobby Bowden on the football side of the program also had a lot of wins, and they eventually forced Bobby Bowden out of the program. Yeah. Okay? So uh, is Coach I, I Ham think... is Coach Ham in the same category in basketball as coach Bowden was because he's been there so long, it's going to coach ham will make the decision. Versus- uh, I think, I think this year puts him on the bubble. I don't think this year will end him as a basketball coach at FSU, but I think it will definitely make everyone start watching a little more and saying, it, I think it's time when it comes next year. I mean, some people are saying that now that's everyone, someone, some people have that opinion, but I think this year alone, you can't count them out yet. I okay. think they're going to do them one more year, see how it goes, see how recruiting goes, and that, that's how it's going to go. Now, I know I they brought that kid Green in from the portal. Who else yeah. did they bring in so, on the portal? Do you know? So I want to get on that too. So the big three players I've seen this season scoring-wise are Cleveland, Green, and Mills. So Cleveland – And Mills came in from the portal too. Yeah, so so Cleveland is one of one of the top four-shape pro, uh, prospects all the time. He was – uh, a 24-7 uh, five-star prospect, 0. 0.9911 uh, composite score, um, 25th best player in the nation when it comes to that class, class of 2021, uh, committed straight to Florida State. So I he redshirted his freshman year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's been Florida State through and through, uh, been with the team for a little bit. So he knows, he knows the team pretty well now. And as I said, uh, top – top scorer this year for us so far um would like to see a little more out of him because i mean 14.7 in a to average is no uh no i think hobby. he's gone i think he'll leave next year at the I, end of this year i mean he's definitely an nba worthy prospect when you look at him he's the only guy on this team i think is ready or probably will leave unless he gets some gigantic NIL deal, which is another program for another night about yeah. this team. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, like he, you can see just from how he's rated what he's producing. He he has the NBA level talent. So, I mean, either he's going to leave or maybe transfer to try to get on a better team, or I don't know what he's going to do. But I mean, if, if our team is tanking like this, I, I don't see a reason why he would stay. Yeah, why? He, he, he's not going to want to keep losing games. Yeah. Exactly. Caleb Caleb Mills came in from the portal. I yeah, think so, he, I think he's done okay. Yeah, let me talk about Caleb Mills a little bit. So he originally, so he's kind of an older guy, class of 2019. Uh, originally committed to Houston as a three-star recruit coming out of high school, which uh, we see now Houston is a top top three team. Um, so I mean, again, very solid player. Has his moments. I would say he's a streaky player more than anything though. 
he definitely he's has one of their he's one of their three point guys, right? Yeah, no guard from the outside, a little bit of a smaller dude, six three. Um, and I mean he's putting up good numbers, thirteen point three a game. Um, but I mean he's just a very streaky, streaky player. Some games he'll have he'll be up there outscoring Cleveland and have like twenty something. Other games he'll have like single digits. I'd say that's where Cleveland puts himself out there the most. There's I haven't seen many games this year where he's averaged less than 10 points. So he's always in that double digit number. Um, another part of our I what I think of the four state big three per se is um a Darren Green. So class of 2019 dude went to UCF. Yeah. Uh, also not known as a huge basketball school. Um, grew up in Tampa, so he's just kind of more of a local guy. Um, but again, three low re, three star recruit, like 500th national, so he wasn't supposed to be a stellar player. Um, played pretty well at UCF, and he was like, time to move up a little bit. Transferred to Florida State, um, and again, he's putting up he's putting up good numbers. Second highest averaging score at 14. He's right up there with Cleveland. But I think he has the same problem. He, I mean, he's a smaller dude, six four, uh, basically like basically the same build as uh, Caleb. And I think it's the same type of thing, just streaky, streaky player. Uh, doesn't have the consistency that Cleveland brings to the. Well, field. it certainly shows up in our record this year. We're inconsistent. Uh, yeah. We're not, you know, we don't have any good statistics nationally to show that this team is producing either on offense or defense. And, and you can also see through the games that we have won is the games that we win is when everyone's clicking together. When everyone streaks at the same time, we are a solid basketball team. But it just seems like right now no one clicks at the same time. It's the only awesome. thing, the only statistic that gives me a little bit of hope if we get into close games is yeah. that in terms of uh, free throws, we're ranked 111th at 73%, which – Florida State in the past has not been a good free-throwing type of club, but they are, and this could help them if they're in close games. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, So, yeah, as I said, those are my, like, big three players that I look out for the most and expect the most out of when we play. Because as you can see on your screen right now, after those three, no one's averaging double digits. We, We just can't score at that point. So I mean, it, I mean, we just need more production. More okay, production, more production. we're going to start to wrap this show up, but I want to ask you this question: One is, would you agree with me that we have not been very effective in using the portal in basketball as we have in football? I would totally agree because if you look at football rankings, we are the second best team in the portal behind Colorado, which that's a whole different. That's a different. Game. That's a different. But game. I mean. Uh, I feel like the portal in basketball is very, very different than the football one. I, I don't think it gets as much attention, but because of that, it's a very useful resource. And uh, besides like the guys we've already gone over, like Mills and Green, we really don't get much out of it. Most of it's just our recruiting, which isn't horrible, but we don't get any production out of freshmen. And you can't rely on freshmen and just give you production right off the bat. Um so I would say yes, and the fact that it, it, it would definitely benefit us to try to turn to that part of the game. and the, But that's where it kind of comes on Coach Hamm, too, is as we've seen in both basketball and football, 
the older type of coaches don't always go into that portal type thing because they're just not used to it. They're just used to normal. Oh, well, that could be a problem though. That so yeah, definitely that, that if we have a coaching change, I think that's definitely something that could change. Well, and that's yeah. how you, and that's how you build, rebuild a team very quickly. Okay. Yeah. You know, as you say, uh, I, I think the other problem with this team before we wrap up here for tonight is I don't see a true point guard distributor field general on the court for this team. I don't, I don't feel there's one player that I can just grab and say, this guy is, you know, is the Muggsy Bogues like Wake Forest used to have the guy who takes over Charlie Ward, who was both a football and basketball player. When football was done, he came onto the court. This, the team changed because he was in charge on the court. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we, we who is need... that player we have today? Wait, we, we don't, we don't is have it a, Mills. Is it we don't Green? have a distinct one. I would say we don't. It's all, we it's don't. Me. And that's half our problem. If we can't create the space through our passing and our dribbling and stuff like that, like you look at, uh, if you watch the UVA game today, Kihei Clark, he's been there for I don't even know how long. He's just one of those guys. Like he's just a little dude. Can right. dribble the ball and distributes the ball to open guys who make shots, and we don't have that. We don't have, yeah, we don't have that. So yeah, we don't, we don't have that. Okay, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Sea uh, Dog, a great analysis, great breakdown for your very first show on here. Did a great job. I'm gonna. One other thing we should comment on is how good is our Seminoles Lady basketball team? How good is this team? They had a huge upset win against NC State. NC State. And so this program, they get if, – if we think the men's basketball gets very little following, uh, especially on YouTube or other social media, well, we know the women's team certainly doesn't get any recognition that they should be getting. And that's just the truth. And the FSU fans and viewers out there – should pay a little bit more attention. I know everybody's time, like our time, is valuable, but give them a little credit too. They have some great players out there, and you can take a family out to one of those games and have a great time with your kids for next to nothing compared to what you have to pay to go to a football game. So get out there, support these ladies, and if you have uh, if you have girl basketball players in your family, get them out there to these games. It's a great, it's a great way for the kids to watch a game. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Uh, it, like definitely outshining the boys right now, sixteen and three, second in ACC play, which is the dominant conference in girls college basketball. And they're so. really, and they have a great coach there. Uh, okay, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, we want to we want to say thank you to all our viewers that came in, joined us. We don't know. We'll get two views. We get 200 views. We get 2000 views. We're still going to bring the message. That's what we're going to do. And and we're going to follow this team. We're going to give you our opinion and our opinion right now, because people are talking about Coach Ham. Coach Ham, this isn't the final year. OK, but it will put you on alert. And the AD, okay, he's watching all these coaches, and he's not afraid to make some moves. You're probably going to get one more year to get this done, and that's going to be a tough task ahead, okay? With that, 
for C-Dog and myself, a.k.a. the old man. We want to thank you for joining us tonight. That's it from Seminole Sideline 365, our basketball report. We'll see you the next time on B-Ball.